This week, DuckDuckGo is protecting your mobile privacy, Rockstar is apologizing for GTA, and Halo is finally coming to TV. It's Sunday, November 21st, 2021, and this is episode 611 of F5 Live Refreshing Technology, a proud part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Wherever you are and however you're accessing our show, whether it be on uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat, through a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, TuneIn, or a myriad of other options, our live stream platforms, livestream.com, Twitch, and YouTube, or of course on our website, pluckitslive.com. Thank you for making us a part of your day. There are two ways that you can do that. Uh, first, you can join us live Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern by going to f5live.tv slash join us. There you can chat with us in the studio. Give us your feedback on the topics as we talk about them. If you can't do that, you can always go to plunkitslive.com slash subscribe. There you'll see all of our shows, uh, including uh, F5 Live, The Pilch Point, Plunkets Live Presents, uh, and a lot more. And of course, you can find all the ways to watch, listen, and follow along. Uh, before we start this evening, we've got a couple of announcements. If you're on, if you're watching over on Twitch, you probably already heard these. Uh, but we have got our Twitch um, channel all set up. We've got the three tiers set. Uh, we mentioned before that they were going to be based on Star Trek shirts. Uh, so. Uh, free viewers are red shirts, then you've got blue shirts at tier 1, yellow shirts at tier 2, and green shirts at tier 3. In case you're curious, yes, the green shirt is based on that horrible uniform that Captain Kirk wore in like three episodes. And uh, we figured... Oh, <laughs> don't don't come down on that uniform. <laughs> we figured it was a leap in the show. I don't know why he wore it. Right. We figured it was elite in the show, so it should be the elite tier over on Twitch. Um, so uh, that is that is tier three. We've also got um, the bit rewards in place. Uh, 1,000, 5,000, and 10,000 bits uh, will get you Zelda hearts at a an empty heart, a half heart, and a full heart. And once we get our first 10,000 uh, bit cheer, then we can... Uh, have a 25,000, which will be a green Zelda heart, uh, because it's our corporate color. Um, and channel points are now called rings, obviously, from the Sonic franchise. Over on YouTube, you'll find something similar. Uh, you'll find that we have three tiers. Uh, the, the blue, yellow, and green tiers. You get different things in the different tiers. The middle one is the one that I'm most excited about, because you're going to get this show, this show right here, uh, there's an old reference for our longtime viewers. Um, <laughs> you're going to get this show uh, and the Pilch Point ad-free um, and during uh, events like CES. All of our new videos will get published to you first. No clever headlines, no descriptions, just a company name at CES 2022. You will get them as they are edited and the rest of the public continues to get them 
at three a day until they are done. So uh, that is the big news. Oh, and those emotes, by the way, or emoji as YouTube calls them, Alante and I have started calling them emos because it's the only part that's consistent between the two brands. Um, those emotes are also available over on YouTube uh, for subscribers, which is pretty cool. Anyway, there we go. That's all of the exciting uh, spiel for this week. Avram, how are you? You are quiet. Very, very busy. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Very, very busy. I've been working all weekend. Uh, I'm. This is a prime time of the the year, and I really don't know where the time goes because I feel like I have. I always feel like no matter how many hours I've worked, I haven't accomplished enough very much. Uh-huh. But um, this is the time of year, and we'll talk about this a little bit. Some of this in the pilch point segment where we go and we uh, scout out the best deals for folks, and we have an extremely large amount <laughs> number of deal pages this year. Uh, that need to be maintained. So, uh, you know, we've been working on it all weekend and I've also been working on uh, trying to find any type of macros or automation that I can do to help us check the deals so that we can better find when something has gone out of stock or, or sure. whatever. So that, um, cause right now it's a somewhat manual process. And if we've got like, 25 pages with like 20 or 30 deals each you can see how that can quickly uh that can take a little while to to go through several times a day so um anyway it's i could um, uh i could automate amazon pretty pretty easily yeah i'm 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 working uh, that is not too hard um well well, we can talk about another time. I got, uh, but anyway, yeah, I've been spending a little bit of every time there's something that's very manual. I always will get sucked into the quest to automate it, even if the quest to automate it takes more time than actually doing it. Yeah, eh, uh, we used to talk about that at uh, at Sumo all the time. That I that Mark and I were willing to work really hard in order to not work very hard. <laughs> You know, it's just that the principle that a person shouldn't do a robot's job, it just sure. really uh, is, is something I just feel very strongly about in all all areas of, of life. So, uh, you know, listeners maybe don't know this, but like one of the things that I do at my job a lot, uh, and it's not officially part of my job, but I do it a lot, is come up, is write custom Chrome extensions and other types of like little apps that we use to make our job easier. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if we have a tool that we have to, for example, we have, you know, if we have a tool where we have to check a box every time we publish something, literally right now, there's a tool, we, there's a tool where we have to check a box. Why, why it couldn't uncheck itself or uncheck a box that's checked by default. Why it couldn't uncheck itself <laughs> when the company's asked us to uncheck it is another story. But anyway, so, you know, I just spent, they just asked us to start unchecking it. I spent like five hours late Friday night working on the script to uncheck the box. Now, to be fair, and unchecking the box, uh, you know, takes maybe one second. Right. Um, but, but you have to remember to just, do it. That's the key point. point. 
you have to remember to do it. It's yeah. not the time, it's the memory. Because yeah. when you have a laundry list of all these little things that you need to do, um, and you can, it's so I guess my point there is that automation isn't just about saving time, it's about avoiding mistakes. Exactly. Yeah, for that's, sure. Yeah, I, I mean, that's, I think that's my life too. Yeah, every everything right. I automate, I was working, I was asked to do a little project uh, for the client that I'm working on and, you know, to look through some, some log files and what's the first thing I did? I wrote a log parser <laughs> so yeah, I could right. go and read all the log files out and have it parse it into something that I could read so I could sort it and I could filter it by the type of thing I was looking for. Right. Exactly. Also, you know, just as a, as a human, it's much more intellectually, I don't know, challenging and satisfying to solve a problem like that mm -hmm. than to actually sit there and do the manual labor. Yeah, for sure. I, I spent so, like a day writing a, a Chrome extension for automating IMDB uh, episode entries. I probably spent more time creating the extension than I did. Act I would have actually entering the data, but I guarantee that the data was right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. There's just a lot you can forget. So yeah. especially when we're talking about not just me, but you know, dozens of other people who are having to uncheck a box. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so that's, uh, I guess that's, that's my life these days. Another, <laughs> another week, week and a half or so of this. And then, uh, and then it's back to um, normal. I guess I'll be sad, a little sad when it's back to normal because I'll, I'll have to actually like think about, you know, what else to do. But <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess this time of year the uh, the schedule kind of sets itself since <laughs> since it's uh... <laughs> this is a ton I of keep fun trying to, to get watch. it. I just keep trying to get it so it doesn't look like my hat is on a weird way, and I think it's because I'm looking at the at the um, webcam and it's actually like a mirror reverse. So I'm like, oh, I'm making it worse. Anyway, <laughs> understood. But yeah, I guess I guess this time this time of year the schedule kind of writes itself because you know what it is that you've got to get done. It's the it's the deal pages, and then the. Yeah the more like editorial type stuff comes, comes back where you've got to actually plan <laughs> what's coming. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, we've got, we've got a lot of stuff to get to tonight. We're going to be talking a lot about privacy and the privacy companies, uh, which is an interesting uh, turn for us. Uh, these companies have become new, right? Uh, as, as part of our preface here, they, these companies have become new as part of our, our kind of go-to topics recently with like uh, DuckDuckGo and Brave Browser and stuff like that. They've come out swinging lately, and it's, it's going to be fun to talk about. We're going to talk about both of them in, a, in just a little bit. This week's Nifty Gifties on F5 Live is proudly powered by the Microsoft Store. Uh, whether you're looking for a new laptop, a tablet, uh, desperately seeking a new Xbox, 
games, and a whole lot more. You can find them at the Microsoft Store. And remember that current students, faculty, parents, and active military can save up to 10% on almost everything. You can find out about all the deals by going to f5live.tv slash Microsoft. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Brave Search, which is Brave Browser's new entry into the, well, newish entry into the, the search arena. They had made it their default in their browser instead of Google. And this week, uh, they are offering a whole new feature, which I find fascinating. Um, we remember when iOS, is it 15 that we're using now? I don't know. The current one. When, <laughs> when it was announced, one of the features that was coming was, oh no, that's we're talking about the wrong product. I apologize. We're talking about Brave. Brave has introduced, <laughs> my bad everybody. Brave has introduced uh, cryptocurrency directly into their browser. Um, so, if you have dabbled in cryptocurrency, not if you're a, a professional or a hardcore hobbyist, miner, investor, trader, you have a different process. But if you've dabbled in cryptocurrency, you've likely used a mobile wallet that you've downloaded from the App Store or an extension that you've added uh, from the Chrome Store. Um, those are a little different from what the professionals and the hardcore hobbyists use because that's, you know, they use cold storage and encrypted wallets. The stuff that you get easily is traditionally not encrypted, uh, you know, fully encrypted on the device. It's got access to the internet. Other things might have access to it. If it's a Chrome extension, there's always the possibility that, you know, it's interacting with things it's not supposed to. There's all kinds of things going on. Um, so Brave has built the, uh, the crypto wallet directly into their browser. It is a fully encrypted wallet um, that requires, um, uh, you know, direct password authentication every time. There's no way around it. And it means, like, if you're in Chrome or Edge, where maybe, you know, you can interact with your credit cards more directly... Here, you have access to your uh, crypto wallet more directly, and it's more secure. Um, there's no APIs balance, bouncing around or anything like that. And the UI is pretty solid for a, for a first-generation product. I was messing around with it this afternoon. It seems pretty solid. Uh, is this a sign, Avram, that, that cryptocurrency is getting to that, that line, do you think, that it's becoming more consumery or because it's in the brave browser is it still nah still niche? brave nah brave is niche okay but but listen it is gonna it's going to reach a point where everybody's where crypto is going to be part i mean i don't know do you need it built into your browser i guess it's i guess it's helpful the what people what we really need I think for crypto to go, I don't know what you'd call mainstream mm -hmm. would be for Amazon to accept it as a payment method. Yeah. Or, or okay. at least stores like Amazon. But, you know, if you start getting it accepted as a payment method at major 
like major retailers, then then it starts to be really valuable and people can really regular people can see the value of it. Yeah, for sure. And you know, um, there are there are some ways to make that happen. Uh, obviously, Coinbase is probably right now the go to online marketplace uh, for for buying and selling uh, cryptocurrency. And Coinbase has a uh, has a, a debit card that you can get to interact with your your assets directly, which is pretty cool. Uh, similar to the way you can access, you can indirectly access your assets from like Robinhood with a debit card. You have to sell the asset in Robinhood, and then it's available on the on the right. card. Um, with I mean, with this right now, they're doing a a single. Uh, cryptocurrency as its as its payment base, but you can literally just use it as a debit card. I mean, I guess the best. Um, I mean, it's a. I guess the best analogy, and you're kind of making it as stocks, right? You're mm -hmm. you don't you can't go to the store and buy groceries with a stock certificate, right? But you stocks are wealth, and you sell them, and then they become liquid, and you can use that to buy things. So. I guess when I think of a currency, I think of something I can pay with, but cryptocurrency is really more like, is really more like a stock or right. a bond. Well, not yeah. really bonds, really more like a stock. Generally it, it functions like a stock, but with this, with this thing from, uh, from Coinbase where you can literally just use a debit card, uh, to pull from assets right now of a certain type of cryptocurrency, they're, they're basing it all on a single uh, currency, but I mean that that is that is like an early proof of concept, right? You can take a debit card and go into a grocery store and buy groceries using your crypto assets directly. You don't you don't have to go into your app and sell them off and wait for it to finish and then swipe your card. You swipe your card, you make your purchase. And it comes out of your crypto assets. So that's that's the beginning of a bit of a proof of concept. If they were to implement that across other currencies, that would be a uh, a cool capability and then if you could just wallet transfer right do a direct wallet transfer um, from your crypto wallet in brave browser or wherever to amazon to make a purchase whoop you know you scan your qr code the purchase is made that would be that would be the ideal situation yep so but i think i think more access to more secure options can help push it in that direction, right? Because you know a lot of a lot of the wallets that you have are are generally insecure. They're not great. I remember my brother talking about you know when he was doing uh, mining a lot, and he may be in the chat room. I don't know if he is. Um, he used to do. He was doing mining professionally for a while on Bitcoin, and uh, he had to kind of time out when when a block was going to complete because if he wasn't there to transfer it from the mining wallet to a cold storage wallet then people would try and hack his computer and steal the coins and that was when the coins were worth like 180 bucks and today they're what 50 or 60k <laughs> so they would definitely be after you 
in a in a non-cold storage wallet. So, you know, with this kind of security, at least you don't have to worry about the wallet being, even if it's stolen, they can't necessarily get anything out of it. So that's that's a positive. I think, I think it's a good next move. Um, yes, it's Brave Browser, which by its very nature makes it a little niche, right? Um, but... But it is Brave starting to see an increase in usage. DuckDuckGo has seen a huge increase in usage uh, in the last year, year and a half. So, you know, maybe it's going to be a little less niche in the future. Um, so, uh, Lante says in the chat room, I definitely think having a wallet in a secured browser instead of, let's say, a wallet on your phone sounds better. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the point. It's It's not like... It's, it's not like, you know, especially if you're on a desktop. Because it only works on the desktop browser. It doesn't work on the mobile browser. Probably for that reason. Um, that if somebody makes off with your phone, <laughs> you don't want your, your actual physical wallet file <laughs> to be available. Um, but if they do get away with it, if it's fully encrypted, then uh, less problems. I think this is a great move. I look forward to uh, seeing if this helps with uh, adoption over the next couple of years, because like you said, Abram, it's it's all about adoption. If we don't get if we don't get more adoption in different ways, then it'll never it'll never go fully mainstream. So definitely it's a it's an interesting space though. I I have enjoyed this space since the beginning, really. <laughs> um at least as soon as I understood it. <laughs> and I look forward to more people understanding it. This week's Pilch Point with Abram Pilch is proudly powered by PureVPN. The best way to protect your privacy online is with PureVPN. You can hide your online activities, say goodbye to regional restrictions, and improve your streaming quality plus it's available for almost all of your devices and to get a special price and a 31 day money back guarantee you can go to pilchpoint.live slash pure vpn all right Avram, it's that time of year deals are happening oh boy do we have to deal with it um so Let's let's talk about first of all. Uh, we all know that we're actually. You could say right now we're in the heart of the of the Black Friday shopping season. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be the day after Thanksgiving. There's plenty of sales right now, and there will continue to be for the next week and a half, two weeks, and there'll even be some sales after. There'll even be some sales for a couple of weeks after Black Friday. Now we were hearing a lot coming into this holiday season about shortages and supply chain issues and things costing more than they should nor than they did that that's all true uh in 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 many senses one obviously the the problems that we've seen with people getting graphics cards have not improved the it's still nearly impossible to get a standalone graphics card to get a, a graphics card by itself and get one at a a decent price anywhere close to the msrp uh and 
but and you know there's there's definitely shortages of things but there's also a lot of stuff that you can get and there are things that are actually at all-time low prices so and so it really depends what you are looking for if you are looking for um if you're looking for pc components you can still get some pretty significant sales on cpus on some cpus you can still get some pretty significant sales on ssds some some may not be the lowest price ever but will be lower than they've been in a while and some will be the lowest price ever i just saw uh, a deal on uh, intel 660p ssd one terabyte for 79 dollars. that's the lowest we've ever seen it so there's definitely some deals to be had even in the component space if you want a whole a laptop you can find some decent decent deals this holiday season if you want a monitor you can find some decent deals this holiday season peripherals are definitely maybe the area where you'll see the most deals because there's there haven't really been shortages there mm -hmm. and of course uh, one way to get a graphics card would be to get a would be to buy a laptop or desktop that has it inside because the, because the companies that make the products are not experiencing shortages. The companies that make the the make pre-built computers are not. They have a different supply, and they're not having the problems that you and I would have getting a, a high-end graphics card. So let's talk about where where to look for tech deals on Black Friday, uh, or really right now during this. Black Friday is not a day; it's really a state of mind. It's a hot. It's a season. So <laughs> I'm gonna share my, my share. I'm gonna if if you keep the spirit of Black Friday in your heart, you can have <laughs> you can find deals all year long. Um, so so let me let me sh I'm gonna share my screen here and show show you some things. So one place to find deals is uh, at Tom's Hardware. Uh, we have dozen literally dozens of pages of deals. This is our main page. The uh, best black friday tech and pc hardware deals but we also have all these pages on very specific uh very specific things so a very specific category so for example here are some of the black friday monitor deals uh, we've seen not not as many deals as in prior years but there's still some good ones to be had for example this 360 hertz alienware monitor is now 379 that's normally 650 and this is the cheapest that we've seen it um there's so there there are opportunities to get good deals on things just not as many so you have to be really you have to really look another one this ssd deal here uh that i mentioned before the intel 660p one terabyte ssd is a you know a very competent NVMe SSD and it uses very little power, so great for laptop upgrades. Is now seventy nine dollars. Uh, so among CPUs, you actually can get a good deal now on some of the AMD Ryzen CPUs. If you want, for example, the Ryzen nine fifty nine hundred X, normally five hundred seventy dollars is four hundred eighty four. Um, and you can even find deals on things like on other things. This is actually what I'll be looking through. Or, 
uh, more than more for my personal use will be 3D printer deals, Raspberry Pi deals, looking for electronics, looking for electronics deals. Uh, and you can find great deals, great deals on laptops too. For example, uh, for example, there is a Dell XPS 13 now. I'm trying to, to yes, there's a Dell XPS 13 model now that is $636. That's for like a lot of people's favorite lightweight laptop, 2.6 pound laptop. Uh, you can get for $636 at the moment with uh, good specs, like decent specs, Core i5, 8 gigabytes, 256. Uh, and you can step up to uh, double the RAM and double the storage for, for just over $1,000. Those, those are really good prices. So besides Tom's Hardware, where do you go? Where can you go to look for a deal or check on a deal? Well, I'll tell you where I go to look for deals. Uh, one place I go, and this admittedly is is for people who are really looking for you know looking for hardcore hardware uh not just you know not phones or or smart watches uh, i go to reddit.com slash r build a pc sales uh that that has a very dedicated community of people pointing out new deals that they're seeing um i also really like uh this site called pcpartpicker.com and they have one of the best price engines, if not the best price engine I've ever seen. And they have a part, a place on their site called Price Drops. And this is updated every day. And you can actually go by category. So like if I want to see what keyboards have had a price drop, I can see that like, you know, are wow, this is quite a deal. The Patriot Viper V765 is $60 really right that's quite a deal it's normally 90 bucks well maybe 70 you can get 70 at amazon but that's pretty good right yeah that's uh this is this is i should mention this is our favorite keyboard at at tom's hardware and has been for a while or is one of our favorites uh, and anybody one of our favorites. anybody who watched our um our live stream or any of the recorded videos from when we were doing the blind react we had the, one of the sites recommended a keyboard that none of us had ever heard of before. And so what did we do? We went over to Tom's Hardware to see what you guys recommended. <laughs> and we showed off that this yeah. was your number one recommendation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's been our top recommendation for a while. I mean, it's such a good deal. Like even at 70 or $80, it's a great deal. I have one over here somewhere, but I don't want to dig through my drawer. Uh, this comes with my favorite type of switch, the kale box white switches. Uh, it gives you media keys and all that stuff. And now it's 60 bucks. So, but anyway, my point was peripherals are a good deal. And PC part picker is, is another great place to find, to find deals. So we're covering deals. You can find them on PC part picker. Also, let's say you go somewhere and you find it and you see something, you're like, Hey, is this a good deal or not? You know, someone is telling me that this is a good deal, but I don't I don't necessarily believe this is the best price. If it is a computer part, there's a very good chance that they have covered it. That so you can search for, for example, let me say um you know, this alienware monitor, right? They will actually show you a price history. So if somebody says, Oh, good, good news, it's you know. 500 bucks say oh wait a second though at one point it was 
you know, at one point it was 379 or, or whatever. So there's, um, so you can, you can check that out. Plus, uh, I always mention this, but there is a plugin called an ex Chrome extension called the Camelizer. And if you are on Amazon and you see something, you want to know the price history of it. Is it a good deal or not? You can use, click the Camelizer button and it will show you the Amazon price history of this product. So you can see that this CPU, $484, that's the cheapest it's ever been on Amazon. Now, is it possible you, PC Park Picker might show you the other sites. They don't always show you Amazon though. Um, so you can see, wow, this really is a good deal. Whereas other things you can go see on, on Amazon and say, I don't even know I ended up on this Fitbit. Okay, $199.95 for this Fitbit. It's equivalent to what it was before, but we shouldn't be too excited because it's been that price before. So that's um, so that's just kind of a quick look at all the different things that you can do to all the different things you can do to help yourself save this Black Friday season. I definitely recommend folks come to the homepage of tomshardware.com. We've got links galore to all of our different guides there. Uh, and we've got, um, you know, individual articles about some of the most important deals, some of the best deals around. And I guess it, it just really depends on what you are looking for. But uh, like I said, there are deals out there. You can find them. Now I have to ask you a question, Scott. Sure. What are you shopping for this holiday season? Monitors. Um, we're going to do a, a remodel in here. I mentioned it. If you're watching on Twitch, you heard me talk about it uh, in the pre-show. Um, we're going to do some remodeling in here that's going to require a couple of extra monitors. So that is definitely on my short list right now. Um, I don't know what else. I'm the kind of person who looks through the deal pages and goes, ooh, that thing looks interesting. <laughs> and goes off and researches. I mean, there are certain things that are just always, that are kind of an impulse purchase that I think anyone would always be interested in. Like, oh, okay, maybe there's a better USB hub out there. Maybe sure. there's a better charger out there. Maybe there's a better, you know, maybe there's a better set of headphones out there or a mouse out there, or whatever, because those things are not so expensive that if I saw you see a really good price on one that yeah. you have to really think twice about, oh, you know, I didn't budgeted for this. Yeah. But it, it really, you know, obviously when I talk about these things being a good deal, we haven't even talked about them being gifts and and why not? Because I think most people, when they're buying computer stuff or computer components, uh, peripherals, whatever, they're probably buying it for themselves or they're buying it for someone they know really, really well, that they really want this thing. But I think when you're getting up to doing things like buying a laptop, you're probably buying it for yourself. Although one year I did buy my wife a laptop like two or three years ago. And uh, and it was because she really needed a laptop. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was we we discussed it. It wasn't like a surprise. I said, hey, would this actually was more like, hey, will this count as your 
as your holiday present if I buy it for you. Um, <laughs> because, because, you know, that's kind of, that's like buying somebody a pet or something. You gotta, um, yeah. you know, make sure that it's something that they really want. So, uh, I am looking, I am most looking for electronics, uh, like hobby electronics things that I might need if they're a good deal. So I would love to get more cool colors of filament for my 3d printer. I would love to get any kind of like board add on boards for Raspberry Pi, or if I see a really nice robot kit or, or something like that, or some of the parts that we need for them, I would probably, probably be very, very tempted to, to get, to get that, to get one of those things. But there's really not like uh, what for me, like one major thing that I need right now, in at least in terms of tech. Um, I could use a new couch, but that's, that's not really, <laughs> uh, you know, that's a different kind of, uh, different kind of uh, shopping. But it's a, but it's a shame you're, that, it's a shame you're not down here because I just had my hands on a really nice red couch yesterday oh, leather and yeah. electric recliner and oh that's really it wasn't, nice it wasn't what i needed but uh that's that's really nice but i i need i need a really big one or or a set or something anyway yeah part of the problem is these things fall apart so fast like my old couch i love it but the 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 pleather or whatever you call the fake leather the bonded leather is just peel is just all peeling apart after like four oh, years so. that's the worst yeah so really lame but anyway if you're looking for deals on electronics with uh, uh on computer things i strongly recommend you check us out at <laughs> tomshardware.com very good well obviously you know that i always follow your gift guides i I enjoy them, uh, and sometimes I'm like, "Oh, yeah, that's the one. That's interesting," um, because you know I get interest introduced to things that aren't necessarily my uh, my normal go to. Um, I uh, I got a thing on an impulse recently. It wasn't from you, but <laughs> it was uh, it was a, a recommendation somewhere. Uh, a, a little camera that goes on my TV and then LEDs that go around the outside. And so the ambient light behind the television color matches what's on the screen. Oh, it's so much fun. Yeah. Actually, actually you did remind me. I, I, I would consider getting a new TV this holiday season. Okay. It's, It's not the kind of thing we cover in Tom's hardware. So it's kind of outside my mind, but we, uh, have discussed here in my household getting it as if we change the furniture for the entertainment center right now we have this, this old style entertainment center that has like a get a hole in it for the tv sure. so we cannot fit anything bigger than a 39 inch tv in there once okay. we if we replace the entertainment center which we would like to do we will ha- have a spot to just hang on the wall hang a tv on the wall and then in that case we would definitely get a a bigger and higher resolution TV. Sure. 
So I just I'm just I, not one that puts a lot of money into my TV. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. Uh, Alante and I just finished up assembling for a product review uh, a really cool uh, TV stand, home entertainment center thing. Uh, I'll send you pictures after the show. Ooh, um, I'm curious to see that. It is so cool. Um, it, it it comes with lights inside the cabinet, and they're so bad. It, it's worth every every bit of the ten dollars to go to Walmart and get one of the monster strips back here to enhance it. But we wanted to build it the way it came, uh, <laughs> um, and as it is, it's it's nice with an extra one of these inside. It's going to be awesome. But a uh, couple of shelves. I've got all of the Xboxes in it. I've got a uh, a classic, a 360, a one, and an X, all in the cabinet, uh, and it looks real cool. And it, I think it was like eighty bucks or something like that. So. We're going to have a product review up on that soon uh, and an unboxing and some photos of the build, which was pretty easy. So anyway, not entirely related, but partially uh, it's a cool product at a good price. Anyway, that's that's what the topic of the of the segment is. This is a cool product at a, at a good price. So anyway, uh, as always, Avram, thank you. Uh for, especially for taking the time, you and your team, for going through and, and really scouring for these deals for us so that the rest of us aren't having to do that. And I look forward to what we talk about next. This week's Extra Life on F5 Live is proudly powered by Loot Crate. Whether you're a gamer, anime fan, or pop culture aficionado, Loot Crate has got a crate for you. They curate a bundle of collectibles, apparel, figures, and more that you can't find anywhere else. Crates get delivered to your door. It is like getting an awesome birthday present from yourself every month. And to learn more about the crates that are available and the deals that are going on right now, you can go to f5live.tv slash loot crate. Uh, Alante is talking a lot in the chat room, and most of it is him correcting his previous messages, um, which is hilarious. Anyway, uh, if... <laughs> If you're not joining us live, f5live.tv slash join us. Um, uh, so, Rockstar released recently um, their their new version of the, the GTA 3 trilogy um, to much, hmm, I wouldn't say ambivalence because it's a little less than that. Um, people were excited and then disappointment. Too much disappointment um, on PC. Uh, so on October 11th, here's, here's our timeline leading up to where we are right now. On October 11th, they pulled the old games, uh, the original three, from their store for PC. 
uh, because on November 11th, they released the Definitive Edition, the new remastered uh, trilogy. Um, and if you're like us here in the office, you were probably watching at least one streamer play the game on launch day, and that may not have worked out in your best favor because, ooh, was it special if they were playing on PC. All kinds of interesting issues. Uh, my favorite, though, is that people are not shaped like people. Um, they have, like, jelly arms sometimes, and one, uh, their shoulders start, like, at the bottom of their chin and go up. Uh, just a cornucopia of chaos. Um and so, uh, later that day, the PC store, the entire Rockstar Games PC game store stopped working. Um, and they didn't really say anything about it. Um, and 29 hours later, the store came back. Whoop! Except the definitive edition was missing. <laughs> Um, and while people had originally suspected that maybe the new game had crashed the store, um, no. What Rockstar said was that some inappropriate files had been included in the, in the release. That could have meant that they're... Now, by inappropriate, well, not inappropriate, that wasn't their exact wording, but files that weren't supposed to be there. What, we, what a lot of gamers who hadn't played on PC... <laughs> assumed, because everybody who had played or watched PC knew why the games were gone. Because, <laughs> oh, it was bad. But if you hadn't played on PC and you heard that it came back and you couldn't purchase it right now, um, you might have assumed that maybe, oops, we accidentally included music that we didn't relicense for the new version of the game. Uh, some people had, had conjectured that maybe there was some uncompiled code in there. No, definitely not what it was. Um, on the 19th, this past week, uh, the company finally came clean and said, all right, our bad. <laughs> this was a disaster. We apologize. Um, they, they, the exact wording was, the updated versions of these classic games did not launch in a state that meets our own standards of quality or the standards our fans have come to expect. Well, that's very true. Um, they... <laughs> They were worse than the originals, which is pretty impressive. Um, so the company is trying to make it right. They're going to do a whole bunch of patches across the games to try and fix some of the problems. Um, Alante and I had a lot of fun watching um, as one guy was driving through a tunnel and another car was driving above him, mostly in the wall, um, through the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> the... The driver's side wheels were about all we could see sticking out of the wall. Um, and, of course, the strangely shaped people that were clearly, they ran some sort of an AI to try and clean up the imagery. But some people just look weird and plastic, like they had Botox that went wrong. Some of them were physically shaped wrong. Alante saying it was amazing. Almost certainly talking about the car because we were laughing a ton at that one. Um, so they're going to do patches to fix the problems. And if you have already purchased this 
casserole of nonsense that is the definitive edition on PC. They have rein- they are going to reinstate the old games in the store and they're going to give you those as well so that you can play the originals while they fix this absolute chaos. My problem is that it took them a week to admit what was actually happening. It took from the 12th to the 19th for them to go, now we pulled it down because the games suck. Our bad. Sorry about that. As if they thought, well, if we can fix this in two days, we can we can put it back in the store and continue to blame it on a file that was inappropriate that wasn't supposed to be in the release, which doesn't make me happy. But at least I guess they're trying to make it right. I don't know. It's it sounds like office politics, right? Yeah. Somebody wanted it to be released by a certain time. They weren't able to properly hit the release date they released somebody else probably said too bad we have to release no matter what uh we can always there was probably some executive who said something like we can always patch it later Uh uh-huh uh and and then uh chaos ensued and they realized that this that they shouldn't do it like this and now and then maybe they still figured, hey, we can fix this in a few days. And I'm sure somewhere there's somebody there, there's someone there who was the truth teller and who said, this, we can't come out with these by this date. They're going to not work. And somebody else who said, too bad. We have to come out with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the end result was... Uh, the end result was this chaos, and then the person who, the the person who probably said you have to come out with them by this date said, "Oh, I'm sure you can just fix it in two days. Do whatever you need, stay right. up all night, whatever." Um, and then, and then they realized that that was not going to happen. So, that's, I, I'm sure there was some type of internal struggle like that. Almost um, certainly. Somehow, I'm reminded of because I guess I just watched it. Uh, the other day, the USS Callister episode of Black Mirror. Have you uh-huh. seen that? Yeah, where they have to have the patch for the game out by a certain day, and uh, the the guy asks him, "Can I, can we add these new features?" And he's not paying attention, and he says, "Sure, yeah, add them." And it ends up that they have to delay it till till Christmas Eve to to roll out the patch. And yeah. I was thinking, who would roll out a patch on Christmas Eve? That's that sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, it does. Uh, but we see all kinds of day one patches for for Christmas launch titles and things. So eh. yeah, I mean, wouldn't be a first time. I guess the lesson here to all of the game publishers should probably be: you're better off delaying mm-hmm. a release than releasing it with problems. I think. I mean, I don't know what the final numbers were for Cyberpunk uh, 2077, but my guess is, my guess is that by having problems when it first released, it really chilled enthusiasm for the game. I mean, granted, yeah. the fact that they kept delaying it at a certain point, they were really just embarrassed and had to release it. I guess, but yeah. But even then, they had problems, and it ended up that maybe what people would have really enjoyed as a game, but it just got such a negative reputation. Right. So 
I guess you're better off delaying than releasing something with problems. Yeah, there, there's another game uh, that that did this. Um, that when it released, uh, uh, chat, tell me the game uh, we were talking about the other day, uh, Alante, um, where it released and it was so bad that uh, oh, it was bad. And then, but today it's a it's a good, solid, enjoyable game that is almost unrecognizable versus its. <laughs> it's release game because it was so bad. I think it might have been No Man's Sky uh, that we were talking about uh, that that was this. Um, but I really like in chat. Um, yeah, it was No Man's Sky uh, ab- about the GTA stuff. If you wiggled your cars while driving, the geometry of the car widens seemingly infinitely. <laughs> So you can make your car bigger like, as you drive. It says lots of Easter eggs. <laughs> Easter eggs aren't supposed to be that easy to find, though. It's oh, not supposed that's to be, true. It's not supposed to be just general operation of the game. Uh, <laughs> and and Alante reminded me, uh, Spore. Although Spore was entirely based on delays that it lost its mojo, but it was delayed by 13 years. So, you know, that's a little different um, than than being delayed by three or six months. <laughs> Spore was delayed by oh, 13 years. But <laughs> it saw two uh, console generations come and go <laughs> in its development cycle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm still waiting for... I'm a big fan of the Lego games, and I've still been waiting like three years or something for the Lego uh, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga to come out. And yes, that was I think at least first shown in like 2018 or something at yeah. E3, and they had trailers for it that made it look like it was going to be ready. I mean, how complicated could a Lego game be? They've done Lego games many times, but there has been no new Lego game in like three years and everyone is waiting on the Skywalker saga. I think I just saw that, uh, that they just launched a mobile title in the, the traditional Lego game series. I'm not confident on what I'm saying. Uh, Hmm. there are, I mean, there are always mobile titles that, have something to do with Lego, but are they like like the original like the games that also I got a press release mobile. on this one, which is unusual. I, I don't right. usually I, get I'll, I don't usually get press releases on Lego mobile titles, but this one was I'll I'll have to check so. it out, but it's would be absolutely no fun on mobile because for me the fun of them is that I play them with my son on the TV. So sure. Um uh, from chat, Anthem was another doomed and premature, re- prematurely released game, and that one was heartbreaking. Yeah, Anthem, Anthem was th- theoretically, if that one had had, you know, congealed a little more before they released it, um, that one had the the possibility of of having some some esports uh, implications, but in the end, Anthem just fell apart underneath its own wait which was which was a shame because there was so much hype over that one and then it just didn't 
do any of it, which was a shame. But yeah, I mean, I we could probably sit here all night and list games that came out too early. Not all of them collapse under their own weight, though. Hopefully that won't be the case here. The fact that these games are, you know, 800 years old uh, <laughs> probably helps. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's fine. We'll, we'll wait a little longer <laughs> on these because I'd like to play them with better graphics. So, but yeah, um, No Man's Sky, uh, Spore, which went the other direction, um, Cyberpunk, they they all suffered from from some development hell. This week's news from the Tubes and F5 Live is probably powered by Malwarebytes. Whether you use a PC, a Mac, or a mobile device, Malwarebytes Premium is the company's strongest protection ever. It fights threats that traditional antivirus software can't stop, uh, and, and it blocks threats like worms and dialers and spyware and bots and a whole bunch of other stuff. It allows you to use your computer and mobile devices with confidence and peace of mind. To learn more and to get a special price right now, you can go to f5live.tv slash malwarebytes. So this is the topic I accidentally started talking about at the top of the show because, as I warned Abram, I flipped him around and I ended up messing up. Uh, <laughs> so um, we talked about uh, Brave earlier. And now uh, we have DuckDuckGo, the other uh, search browser combo company that's focused on privacy. Um, they have implemented a feature that tries to mimic what Apple did with the app tracking transparency feature that caused a huge uproar in the uh, online marketing community when iOS 15 was announced uh, earlier in the year. Uh, if you don't know, if you don't have an iPhone or an iPad, uh, the app tracking transparency feature, um, basically when uh, an app is going to do things to track you internally or to access some of the device's public data, uh, it has to ask permission in the same way that your phone asks permission to access the camera or your photos or your location uh, before it does it the first time, and you can say no, and it has to bug off. Uh, this works the exact same way um, on iPhone, and Android doesn't really have anything native to do that, and DuckDuckGo is adding it to their offering. Basically, the way it works is like a VPN on your device. In fact, it even registers on uh, the Android device as a local VPN. Uh, everything is processed on device. They have a database of, of uh, tracking systems, and uh, when, when a request through one of those tracking systems is made, it 404s it on, uh, on the, the local VPN and just returns back to the app, logs that the, uh, that the attempt was made, and moves on. So, really interesting thing. Uh, again, it's a company whose who's kind of sole existence is based around around privacy some people don't care but if you look at um if you look at the way that 
that users on iPhone and iPad have been responding with the uh, the app tracking transparency. A, a large majority uh, have been asking apps not to track them. So it does seem to have hit a nerve. And maybe this is a feature that's going to, you know, we talked what makes... <laughs> What makes Brave go mainstream? What makes cryptocurrency go mainstream? Maybe this is something that can help DuckDuckGo uh, enter a more a more common consciousness. Of course, it's still a goofy name. <laughs> uh, I think that this is just something that's going to get built into the OS eventually. Probably. It. I mean, this kind of thing puts pressure on... Yeah, uh, on Android, on Google to build it into Android, I'm sure. I'm sure Google will leave themselves an out, so mm-hmm. like they will fix it so that it makes it hard for marketers who are using Facebook or or competing marketers. But Google Google will still have your data. Of so, course. Um, but Samsung and Microsoft time, will uh, will put their own. <laughs> spin on it to to knock the google stuff out too every time we try to um every time we try to to determine who what apps get the data and the platform vendors initiate a big crackdown what they're really doing is cracking down on smaller businesses Mm -hmm. right uh because you know google still gets to track you however it wants right now, to be fair, who do you trust? I guess I trust Google with my data more than I trust some rent, you know, someone who made a bubble popping app. Fair enough. So, but some of this, some of this stuff comes from the permissions that you give the app as well. So you need to be careful what permissions you grant. True. That's that's very true. Um, there's. That, that's one of the things that you and I have talked about on this show now for years is before you install an app, look at what it's asking for. Um, because your uh, your solitaire game probably doesn't need access to your contacts, for example. But this is all true, but I have installed apps where they've asked for something and I wasn't quite sure what it was. But if you turn it down, the app could crash because it could right so i've said yep. yes to some things because i don't i want to use this app i don't want it to crash there might be a reason that i'm not thinking of that it needs my contacts uh, and i'm not just thinking about the phone but just other things that i've mm-hmm. signed up for online where it wanted to sync with my google or my facebook accounts or something and they wanted access to my contacts like why do you won't need it i don't know right it's true so the, that's why the example I always use is Solitaire, since Solitaire is not a social game. Uh, but yeah, um, there, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of potential shenanigans out there. And since DuckDuckGo does not have a tracking system, they, they themselves are not interested in participating in that. Uh, you know, letting, letting them yeah. be involved. At least you know that everything they know about is going to be is going to be filtered. Yeah, I mean, DuckDuckGo is the search engine of choice uh, on Raspberry Pi. That's what they give mm-hmm. you as the default. 
on Raspberry Pi OS, and I think it's the search engine of choice on uh, Tor as well. Yeah, I think I think Linux users uh, like DuckDuckGo, so I think it's thought of as a more ethical, more um, I don't know, secure, privacy friendly yeah. service than than Google or Bing. Yeah, I've been so I've been doing a whole like search engine deep dive recently and I I generally like DuckDuckGo for search. I really like Brave for search, which I wasn't prepared for considering you know, they've existed for like an hour and a half. Um I wasn't I wasn't prepared to like the way their search works. Uh as much as I do, it's it's going to get better with time. They're just building their indexing, you know, right now. Uh but I like how it works. I like how DuckDuckGo works. I like that you can do it entirely without JavaScript, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. There is a fully functional version of DuckDuckGo that works without a single line of JavaScript. If you turn off JavaScript in your browser, it will redirect you to another uh, to another version of the of the search, and it will work entirely without it, which is all pretty cool. So if you're really, really privacy <laughs> heavy, you can turn off JavaScript and... Uh, Continue to use DuckDuckGo. That now that's now that's a company that's dedicated to privacy. <laughs> Writing a whole second version of their of their search engine, mm. pretty impressive. But um, I have I have signed up for the beta on this. Uh, I have not been approved for it yet. As soon as I am, uh, I will write a little bit more about how all of it works. If you would like to try and sign up for the beta. Um, you can get on the wait list uh, in the DuckDuckGo Android app. Go to your settings, uh, select app tracking protection under the privacy section, and then join the waiting list there, and they will add you. Uh, they're adding people every week. You can try out the feature if you are interested. This week's DRM Not Included in F5 Live is proudly powered by Amazon Prime. You know you get free shipping, but you get a whole lot more, like free music with Amazon Prime Music, free TV, movies, and documentaries with Amazon Prime Video, free games, and a free Twitch subscription, which you can use to help support us here at Plug Hits Live uh, with Amazon Prime Gaming and a whole lot more. And to learn more about the features that are available, quick links to those features, uh, a 30-day free trial, and more, you can go to f5live.tv slash prime. So, over the years, the Xbox brand has meant different things to different people. <laughs> to Steve Ballmer, it meant the center of your living room entertainment experience. To Satya Nadala, it means a great place to uh, to connect to the cloud. But uh, we'll talk about Steve Ballmer uh, in particular here because during the entertainment push, uh, Xbox Entertainment Studios was born to complement Xbox Game Studios. Um, and under the entertainment studios, a number of projects were announced. The first was an Atari documentary, which was fully produced and released to the public. But the most exciting one 
was a Halo TV series. Totally within the Halo universe, it was going to be a live-action series um, with big names attached to direct and produce. No footage was shown uh, in the early days because it hadn't gone into production yet, but um, it has also been in production hell uh, over... (laughs) over the last couple of years because that project was announced in 2013. If you're keeping track, this is the end of 2021. And we still do not have a Halo TV series. In that time, Xbox Entertainment Studios was disbanded. (laughs) Um, And some of the projects that they were working on were discarded uh, completely, but not Halo. This project has gone through several iterations. At one point, I think Steven Spielberg was attached to the project. Everything has been thrown at this, and nothing has come of it. Um, They've had multiple release partners. If I remember correctly, it was supposed to come out on Netflix at one point. Nope. Here we are, the end of 2021, and we have 17 seconds of video. This is the closest we've gotten to anything. And the new launch partner is Paramount Plus. Um, the movie, the TV series, is supposed to launch twenty twenty two. That could be January first or December thirty first. So it's a it's a wide launch window, um, and we have a total of seventeen seconds of video, which we have on the website if you want to see those seventeen seconds. Um, Basically, it is just close-ups of Master Chief with Cortana speaking in the background, uh, uh, welcoming him. Um, So we have a couple of people that we know that are attached. Um, The most important for me is that Jen Taylor is coming back as Cortana. Um, it would be real weird to have somebody else at this point. It would be real weird to have somebody else voice Cortana because she has voiced her in the games on the windows phone in windows 10 on speakers in TV ads, (laughs) anywhere Cortana has existed. It has always been Jen Taylor and it will continue to be Jen Taylor in the TV series confirmed. So that, that is pretty exciting. I don't, I don't know. I think because the new game is also now coming out in 2022 because it had its own production delays and 343 made the decision, right? To go back to our previous topic, 343 made the decision to push the game rather than to release garbage. Um, The full game will come out in 2022, seemingly alongside the TV series. That seems like great timing to me. Yeah, it does. I mean, it, I guess it'll be a renaissance for Halo. Yeah, exactly. All kinds of new stuff coming to the Halo universe all in 2022. That seems like I that mean, seems like a great accident. This is a coup it, for Paramount Plus. It's definitely Plus. an accident. Yeah, absolutely. Because Paramount Plus, I mean, first of all... Uh, did we cover the fact that they massively offended everybody everybody outside of the United States and maybe Canada last week where uh, because they there you can't get Paramount Plus in other countries right now 
Right. And Star Trek Discovery, they decided to pull it from Netflix so that people in the UK and, and other places where they were expecting to see Star Trek Discovery now are going to have to wait until Paramount Plus comes out in their countries and it's not coming to every country that was getting it on Netflix. Although I think they may allow some Netflixes to get it, but not a lot like a lot of countries are basically there are not able to watch Star Trek Discovery, even though season four just started last week. They can't oh. watch now in the United States we can. And in Canada, I think they have Space Channel or some channel that uh that can that runs it. Uh but anyway, oh. so but Paramount but the reasoning is Paramount Plus wants after annoying people in other countries, uh they want to launch in those countries. So sure. They need something besides Star Trek. There's mm-hmm. really not a lot of fantastic content on Paramount Plus if you don't like Star Trek or beyond Survivor. Star Trek stuff. Oh, if you okay. if you don't like Star Trek and Survivor and the Housewives series, you're pretty much stuck. Right. I mean, I mean it's. I have used it to watch some CBS shows that I could otherwise have watched on CBS. So, because <laughs> I have a Paramount Plus membership, because it was pretty on cheap demand. for a year. Yeah, uh, and and you know I want to watch the Star Trek shows, so I right. I have enjoyed it for that. But yeah, it is not. That's been that's I been mean, enough for me to have it. But I know right. that's not everybody. Which, by yeah. the way, Pro- yeah. Prodigy, I'm really enjoying. The kids show. I gotta get. Yeah, I started watching an episode of it, and it seemed boring. I gotta try and finish watching it. The first episode it, really is a bit weird and slow, but once eh. once they once they get on uh, Janeway's ship, the the show really takes off. All right, I will have to. I will have to. It's ca- it's catch cute. up on. I'm- it's cute and it's funny. It's you know it's not going to be next generation, it's it's a kids well, show. It's Nickelodeon, right? Yes, I would but, like it to be lower but decks, fun. but I guess, but I guess you can't ask that from a kids show. I I really enjoy yeah. the lower decks. I mean, lower I decks too. is fantastic. I do too. I love lower. I love lower decks. So, the between lower decks and and Discovery, they're it's pretty decent. I mean, it's much more compelling than say to watch Peacock. Uh, sure. So, yeah, I mean, I I think this is they they need more content on more okay. exclusive content on Paramount Plus. This is exactly the kind of thing that would help them. Yeah. So and, and in that internationally respect, recognized an internationally recognized and internationally loved franchise. That's yeah. that's what Paramount Plus needs. They've got they've got Star Trek, which is which is that, but it can't just be that. It's the reason why Peacock has struggled, right? It can't just be The Office. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, You. I mean, you have to build up a good library of content. I mean, net, as we've talked about in the past, Netflix just keeps piling it on. Yeah. I'm now watching more Netflix than I ever have, than I think I ever have before. I've just, I've just been binge, like, while I'm, 
working on late nights or whatever. I'm just binge watching stuff while I, while yeah. I work. I'm almost done with Cowboy Bebop with the okay. new Cowboy Bebop show that just launched on Friday. I mean, <sighs> it's okay. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't I say it's fantastic. I accidentally watched all of the second season of Tiger King today. It was not my plan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched that. I, I don't know. I just felt just wasn't. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I should watch. I haven't watched the first one, the first season. Oh, okay. How can they keep having seasons of something that ended up with a person in jail? They get um, be because there's a lot more to it, and there's the possibility of him getting out. Because it may have all been made up. <laughs> oh, okay. There's there's a new trial going on based on the evidence presented in this because some of the guys may have actually made up uh, the whole thing that got him in jail. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, and of yeah, course they got to the, they got to talk about his failed presidential pardon campaign. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, you know that's. Anyway, yeah, the, the anyway, point being that you need to to compete in the streaming game, you need a lot of original content. Yeah. Netflix you have to have certainly a hook. is a leader in that space. Yep. And uh Paramount Plus, at least they have a claim to fame with being the Star Trek network. Yeah. Whereas what is Peacock's claim to fame? Hey, we're NBC. The office. They they base their entire existence around having the office i yeah i don't think there's i don't think I there's mean, any pretending anything else they have based their entire existence around we have the office and nobody else does yeah. sad story we signed up for it for a month to watch uh boss baby 2 <laughs> okay that was that was the reasoning it was five dollars it was like renting boss baby we signed up uh-huh. for it for a month and then i did did watch some other shows on it. There was this show called Dr. Death with Joshua Jackson uh-huh. about a real life doctor who had done some bad things. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I certainly American Ninja have... Warrior Jr. is exclusive to Peacock now, which which holds my attention. I really enjoy uh, American Ninja Warrior, particularly the, the, the kids version. Because, um, oh my God, I can't even imagine being that age and doing the crazy things they're doing (laughs) (laughs) and doing it as a race impressive anyway uh but yeah it's it's very little on on peacock and we've talked a lot a lot about you know how they haven't quite found their hook their only hook is we have the office and paramount plus has had that same kind of thing well we have star trek ah (laughs) and so yeah, I think I think the timing on this is going to be great as as Xbox, you know, breathes new life back into into Halo. Here we are at the 20th anniversary of Xbox. Halo's coming back to the console in a big new way. Halo's coming to Paramount Plus in a big new way. You know, it's a I think I think it's a good idea. It's it's good timing. It finally helps Paramount have something unique. I think it's good all around. Well, that is our show. Thank you to those of us, uh, those of us, those of you who joined us live. Uh, 
If you didn't and would like to in the future, Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, you can go to f5live.tv slash join us and uh, chat with us in the studio while we do the show. We've had a pretty active chat room tonight, which I always appreciate. Um, if you're not able to join us, that's okay. Plughitslive.com slash subscribe is the place to go to see all of our shows and all of the ways to watch, listen, and follow along. I'll remind you that we now have um, our subscription services set up on both Twitch and on YouTube. Um, over on YouTube, if you sign up for the middle tier, you'll get this show and the Pilch Point without ads. You'll get um, new content early, and during CES, you'll get all of our interviews as they're edited, so you can get tons of videos right up front instead of having to wait for them to publish to the public. All pretty exciting. Uh, so definitely check that out. Hit the join button if you go over to our YouTube channel to get more information. I've also got a video explaining how all of it works. Um, I also, by the way, Abram, updated our welcome message on the YouTube channel <laughs> because I realized that uh, A, it was filmed in front of that backdrop, which ages it pretty good. And uh, you were mentioned as uh, Tom's Guide and Laptop Mac. So that, <laughs> <laughs> that made it a little less valid. So <laughs> I published a new version of that as well. Um, so it's been a big week. Lots of things going on. Uh, and like I mentioned earlier, we've got some, some exclusive content coming to our subscribers on uh, YouTube and Twitch coming up soon. Uh, and so watch for that. And I guess with that, on behalf of the staff that's not here, I'm Scott. I'm Abram. And we will see you back next time. Ciao.